Hello and welcome back to Mouthpiece, the unfiltered boxing show. And once again, I'd like to congratulate Chelsea on bringing my predictions to life, beating Liverpool and beating Everton. But dropping points to Leeds doesn't make much sense. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, as always, like, comment, subscribe, leave questions, all of that. And uh, last week, the best question was, who are your top five fighters today? Paulie, I'll let you go first. Oh, man, you got to put me on the spot right now, man. You put me on the spot. All right, all right, all right. Let's see. Oh, I'm going to go with Crawford. Uh, Canelo. Uh, ta, 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 ta. Mm, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put. Uh, I'm gonna put Demetrius Andre there, even though nobody likes him, and people okay. are gonna be a controversial name because 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 I think I think Demetrius Andre deserves the chance to be able to prove what I'm saying. Demetrius Andre. Um, I'm gonna go with. Let's see. Let's see who we got. Probably Artur Bitterbiev. Ooh. Artur Bitterbiev and uh, Telfimo Lopez. Those are my top five. Powerful. Okay, I'm going to go. It's, it's not too far off. I'm going slightly more conventional. I'm going Canelo, Terence Crawford, Tyson Fury. I'm going to give him the credit. He came back after two years of, let's call it abuse, and uh, dethroned who was the, the, the WBC king. Um Timofeo Lopez, and I'm also going to go and put Errol Spence in there. I feel like what he does, he seems to do it quite quietly, but he's good. He's quality. That's my top five. I feel like it's it's strong. You've thrown two wild cards in there. Yeah, I throw some wild cards in there, but you know, they're, they're wild cards, but they're strong wild cards. You know, they're, they're, I, they're, I, feel like they're, I feel like they're only wild cards because people don't consider them, you know, but but I feel like, I, I feel like they can belong in there. Let's review our predictions. For um for the weekend just gone, I obviously got one right, which was Estrada versus Chocolito. Even though it was controversial, did you watch the fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I uh I thought it was a great fight. First of all, I think uh you, there was no losers in that fight, as far as with the performance they had, and I, I think they can actually probably do a third fight. Um, I thought. The way Estrada was fighting the fight, I thought he was trying to make it a, a tactical fight, um, you know, trying to pick his shots better than Chocolatito. Chocolatito was really mus bringing more of the muscle, so I should say, you know, more of the pressure. Here's the thing, though, and, and this is just my opinion. Here's the thing. When you try to fight a technical, ta technical, tactical fight with a guy like Chocolatito or a guy coming at you, you have to make sure you break apart the exchanges because you don't want to be in those exchanges because if you're getting into exchanges then you're backing up out of the exchanges then you're getting into exchanges and you're getting backing up out of the exchanges to the untrained eye and let's face it even professional judges are the untrained eye um it looks like you're losing the exchanges and you're being backed up so when you're choosing to box and pick your shots which i thought estrada was trying to do you need to do it in a way where there's daylight in between you and the opponent at times use your jab you know use your feints you just set up situations where you're not constantly battling all three minutes. I felt like that was a great fight to watch for the layman fan in terms of uh, complete and utter total action. Nothing to complain about. But if you're trying to win the fight in a tactical way, I don't think that's the way you go about it. Even if you're picking your spots very well, 
Because once again, to the untrained eye, it just looks like you're both going at it and Gonzalez is backing you up. You know, the trained eye will see a little bit in between, but I felt like for that reason, uh, Gonzalez got the win. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I thought it was a close fight. I don't Gonzalez? Know Gonzalez getting... Uh, uh, Chocolatito, yeah. Uh, hello. Hold on. Uh, uh, no, no, Hold on. Not, um, Did I get this completely wrong? Did Gonzalez win that fight? Roman Gonzalez won the fight, yeah. Why did I feel like I was coming into this and Estrada won the fight? I can't believe it. I, I can't I, believe it. I mean, Estrada, Estrada, Estrada felt like he won the fight. You know, Estrada. I feel like Estrada won the fight. I can't believe we've come on a boxing show and I've got it. I've just had a howler and I've got it wrong. I can't believe it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> one referee had it 117, 111. Um, is obviously yes. now serving a uh, a ban. Is that good? Yes. Is that good for yes. boxing? I feel like we've seen on numerous um, occasions um, judges get, get uh, scorecards. I, I feel like, I feel, here's the thing. I feel like, um, I feel like it was a bit wide. I'll say that. But at the same time, I, I, I do feel like, you know, there was... There's so many rounds that are just up in the air. You know what I'm mm. saying? There was just so much action going on that I could see. Like I've seen worse decisions, for example. You know what I mean? Like I, you could see that there's constant action in every round, and maybe you just think it's all going one way, even though there's constant action in every round. You know, it's just like I, I felt like, listen, if you have something against that kind of scoring, I, I get it. But and 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 I, I'm I'm not defending the judge, but I've seen much worse. I, I feel like I've seen much worse. Well, do, do you know how crazy it is for me? Because I obviously woke up. Um, I didn't watch the fight live. I woke up, watched. Uh, I, I went on Boxing News. I saw what I thought was nah. the result, which I, I read it the wrong, nah, the wrong way around. And then I've watched the nah, fight. And the fight, the fight, the fight was <laughs> close. You know what? The fight seemed close to me. I, I, I don't know how judges managed to get uh, eight round swings. Am I, am I losing? Am, am I am I losing my mind? Am I losing my mind? I feel like... Hold on, are you? Hold on, who won? <laughs> am, I, am I losing my mind? Am I losing my mind? I hold on. I'm, I'm literally too, googling too, this right now. Too, too, too much too much boozing with the guys <laughs> on on fight hold night. On. Hold on. This is the problem when you start talking during the announcement, during the decisions, too. Yeah, Estrada beat him. <laughs> yeah, this is the problem when you start talking during the decisions, too. <laughs> I've got to start watching these fights without my friends around. <laughs> Just, I'm thinking, I'm, you know it's what, not, bro? All right. I'm going I'm to stop having, I'm going to stop boozing during the fights. <laughs> all right. Okay. The thing is, all right. All right. It, shows how, it shows how close the because fight was. Because you know was. what, as I'm saying, as I'm, as I'm saying it, I'm like, Man, you know what? I, I'm, I'm thinking, Dan, Dan, I think Dan might be right. But then I'm like, no. And then I'm like, you know, <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah, so. All right. So so at the end of the day, yes. Um, I felt like, uh, nonetheless, my take on the fight is still this. You know, Estrada picked his shots uh, uh, very well. But I think that at Chocolatito also can make a case for the for winning the fight because of the way he brought the pressure and you 
aren't always allowing the daylight in between those 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 sharper landed shots in between. You know, I feel like I feel like at times the the rounds were sort of going in such a crazy crazy way, and that's why I, I feel for that judge as well. You know, I, I can see that when when we're talking about the judge that that's now being suspended, that's why I said I feel like I've seen worse decisions because there's a lot when there's a lot of action. And and you may have an untrained eye, you may have a tired eye, you may it may you know it may be the time of the night where the judges are starting to not always uh, uh, see things as clearly as as he or she sh- or she should, and that kind of fight is the kind of fight where there's so much action going on, you sometimes just get into a lull. You don't keep in mind the judges don't have the commentators. We have the commentators. You know what I'm saying? The judges don't have the commentators. Nobody's yeah. walking you through the fight, so you can kind of just get lost in your own head. Watching the fight, especially yeah. watching a fight like that, so so I, I I I've seen worse decisions. I can I can kind of understand where that judge was coming from, even if uh, this even if the scores were a bit wide, the score was wide. It's like what they say: you can have a one twenty one oh eight fight, but it can be a very close fight. If if someone you just see them yeah. edging every single round, yeah, then it can happen. Yeah, like and that. that's the um yeah, and that's and that's the thing. Sometimes judges you'll see the opposite where judges feel like it's a close fight and you'll see like they'll just start throwing rounds all over the place. You know, I remember uh, the De La Hoya yeah. Trinidad fight in 1999 where it was a controversial decision. And I remember Bob Logist who ends up having the fight, ends up having the fight for uh, Trinidad, I believe, <clears throat> I believe if I remember correctly, but he gave Oscar the last round. Oscar ran the last three, four rounds. He didn't fight the fight. He probably won the first eight rounds, but, but you could see like, the judge was probably having like a guilty uh, 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 a guilt trip and was like, okay, let me just throw one round the other way just to make it look even. I I disagree with judges like that more than I disagree with the judge like on Saturday yeah. night because at least the judge on Saturday night is literally just giving you what he's seeing. Those kind of judges, they start trying to mix and match rounds just because they want to have the fight close because you know what? This looks like a close fight and I don't want my scorecards to get a little too wide. You, you end up screwing the fighters that way sometimes because then what happens is those one or two judge rounds that you were giving one guy because you wanted to make the fight close, end up costing him because later in the fight, the other guy turns the fight around. And now those one or two rounds... Surely they're trained against this, no? Surely, surely they are are taught. They're taught, but human emotion is hard to fight, dude. You know what I mean? Human emotion is, you know, human nerves, human emotion. You know, these these guys, you know, in the moment, you can only make up your mind in that moment. You, You don't get the benefit of like we do, where you're looking back and you're talking and you're saying, okay, I, I, uh... I felt like I should score it this way. I feel like I should score it this yeah. way. You know, looking back, it we're, won't be we're long, the Monday morning. We, in, in, the US, long in, in the U.S. Until we in have the US, they call us In the U.S., yes. Well, yes, like, like in football. In the U.S., they call us <laughs> Monday morning quarterbacks. We know it all the day after. We know it yeah. all. We, we, took, we discuss everything the day after, you know, but... But in reality, yeah, we might have to... I mean, the VAR for, the VAR for, uh, uh, for, for boxing... I mean, you could use it for cuts on headbutts and stuff. I've always believed in that. You know, see what, what caused a cut on a yeah. headbutt and all that other stuff. Uh, clashes of heads and on fouls or intentional punches after the bell. I've always believed you can use that uh, instant replay, as they call it in the U.S. or the VAR in the in the as they have it in the, the European football leagues. Which, mind you, even the VAR. Let's not not to not to go it's off football, football, but even the even the VAR. The referees look at the VAR and they still get it wrong. I mean, it, it's it's pretty at- atrocious sometimes. You heard it here first. VAR coming to boxing some, sometime soon. <laughs> um, okay, a, a slightly more straightforward win um, is the McCaskill against Cecilia Brackers. I got that one wrong. You got that right. Um, 
has she have have we seen the best now of Cecilia Bracos? I feel like I feel like um McCaskill fought a fight where she just wanted it more. You know, she just she just she just fought a hungrier fight. You know, uh, I I don't feel like Bracus is the kind of fighter that that it just totally doesn't have it anymore. But you could see two skilled ladies in there. Yeah. Uh, but you just saw one was just a lot more intense than the other. I mean, McCaskill wouldn't even accept a clinch in there. She was just fighting and trying to fight her way in. When they were inside, she was fighting her way in. I think Bracus actually lost a point for holding. You know, she was just trying to you know just just you know, maneuver on the inside and uh, uh, and uh, move her hands and show the ref she was working, show the judges she's working more. Uh, she was a bit more intense. Brackets landed some good shots herself. And she did some very good boxing herself. But it just seemed like McCaskill was willing to go through more to get the W than was Brackets. And I don't know if that is really a physical uh, a fault of Brackets more so than it might be a mental fault. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're just all fought out. Maybe you're just, you know, you're just done with these, with, uh, you know, being that intense in at this point in your life and your career, and McCaskill, well, McCaskill is where she wants to be. She wants to still be that intense, you know. Sometimes it's just mental because I thought I think skill wise, Brackets still has it. Yeah. You can see she puts some nice shots together, picks her shots well. It's just the intensity wasn't there, and when the intensity's not there, it's usually a mental thing than more so than a physical thing. She she's almost like the Sean Porter of women's boxing. It's crazy, just very very difficult to fight, very very intense. Yeah. Yeah, she gets in your face and she puts really sharp, sharp shots in there. And that overhand, those overhand rights. Yeah. <laughs> sneaky with those shots. Sneaky. Sneaky overhand rights. In the boxing news this week, we have had uh, a mixed bag of news. Um, we obviously heard of the passing of marvellous Marvin Hagler, um, who's died at the age of 66. Um, an absolute legend. And you know that there are, there, are, there are legends and then there are legends. And Marvin Hagler yeah. is just one of the names that even as an absolute somebody who who knows nothing about boxing you've heard that name all throughout your life that is uh, a fighter that's given us some of the best fights in history um yeah, you remember yeah. Him? much about him yeah of course of course yeah i mean as an 80s kid uh myself i'm born in 1980 uh the 80s stars are some people that are larger than life for me because those are the first stars i think the stars of your childhood the stars of your first decade alive are always the ones that resonate with you most because those are those are what you learn to um, recognize that was as what a star is. They give you the vision, the view of what a star is. And there's guys in the '80s uh, that that gave me that, and Hagler was one of them. You know, you have Hagler, uh, you had Leonard uh, Tyson uh, in boxing and in, in, in wrestling. You had uh, Hulk Hogan. You had uh, Mr. T. Uh, you had, uh, you know, those are my guys, you know, uh, Michael I'm from, Jordan. I'm from the uh, WWF Ma- era. Ma- so I'm from Ma- the Rock, Stone Cold. <laughs> Stone Cold, okay, you came later, the Attitude Era, yeah. <clears throat> but even uh, for me, uh, Diego Maradona, uh, um, you know, those guys in the 80s, there's just a, a handful of guys in the 80s that really s- stood out and just you're just like awestruck anytime you uh, you get a, a, a sight of them. And uh, <clears throat> Hag was one of these guys for me. Um, by the time I started to understand boxing watch boxing Hagler was already retired but um and ha- I I obviously had heard a lot about him uh the the big fights with uh Hearns and the fight with Hearns uh, um the fight with uh, uh Leonard and uh and two fights with Vito Interfermo who <clears throat> as an Italian obviously I know about um just you can't say enough about his boxing career uh it speaks for itself but uh I'll give I'll give some, I'll give a tribute to the man you know uh the man 
Marvin Hagler, I met several different times uh, in the United, both in the United States and in Italy. And this was a guy who, if you watch him on video, was violence personified inside the ring. He wanted to take you out of there. He knew how hard it, he, his road had been to get there, and he was not going to give up the the the, the trophy, the the title, so to speak, the 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 thing that made him the man. You know, uh, because he had had been unfairly not recognized as the man for, and had had it been ta had it taken from him. Uh, all the time prior to when he finally won that championship. Um, but once he retired, and I spoke of the, uh, at, about this a little bit at length with uh, in, in a couple of interviews already, you guy couldn't stop smiling. It's like he got to finally shed that armor and just be able to enjoy being appreciated. I don't think he got to enjoy being appreciated as a fighter because even he said it himself, you know, he wants to feel uncomfortable. He doesn't want to feel too comfortable. You know, he doesn't want to have that sleeping in silk pajamas feeling that you don't want to get up and do road work. I think, and, ha and Hagler always trained in those uncomfortable circumstances, you know, and, and I think part of the uncomfortable circumstances was not, was refusing to recognize the appreciation people had for him. But once he was done, I think he got to enjoy it fully, and the guy couldn't stop smiling. He was the complete opposite of anything you see on video. Uh, uh, a nice guy, engaging, uh, uh, nice personality, nice man. Uh, uh, always had time for fans. Always had time for people to talk about uh, boxing or any uh, or any subject when you approached him. The only shame is he didn't get to live longer to uh, to get to uh, enjoy this adulation that he'd rightfully earned uh, after such a, a a rough career and a championship level, high level career. Rest in peace, marvellous Marvin Hagler, everyone at Boxer, uh, our thoughts are with you and your family. Um, on a brighter note, we have AJ and Fury signed. Not delivered yet, but it has been signed. Um, it's the fight everyone's been longing to see for, for a long, long time. It's, it's the decider, you know, it's the Champions League final of the heavyweight division. It is a massive, massive fight. It's good that it's been signed. I, 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 I'm guessing like you, like like me, like everyone, we've seen fights signed that haven't come to fruition before, but this one really does feel <laughs> like it's got legs. I was going to say, you know, if it's signed, it's nice. It's nice to get past this little hurdle, but I want to see them in the ring. I want You know what I want to see? We don't want to know it's signed when we see the first press conference. When you see the first, when the press tour starts, that's when you know the fight's going to happen because people, promoters aren't going to start spending money on a press tour if they don't intend to make the money back on the fight. Yeah. So right now, although it's saying it's signed, until I see money actually spent on promoting this fight, which is a press tour or things of that nature, I still remain skeptical nonetheless. But does it excite me to hear? Sure. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I, I want to see this fight just like everybody else wants to see this fight. Like you're saying, Dan, it's the Champions League final of the heavyweight division of boxing right now. So, so who doesn't want to see this fight? But... I don't want to tease myself. I don't want to tease it out there. I, I think the promoters will spend money when we know it's when we know this fight's made because they know they're going to be make it 100-fold, not 10-fold, 100-fold. They're going to make it back. So when I start seeing money spent on this promotion, then I know we're going to see this fight. I'll do the teasing, Paulie. I'll, I'll give them right. what I think <laughs> is going to be. I think it is going to happen this summer. I'm going to go with what I think happens this summer. And I think it happens abroad. I think it happens in Saudi. Um, makes a lot of sense. Um, that's just that's just my thoughts, guys. You know, I'm a tease. You know, but it is what it is. Hopefully, it does happen. Hopefully, it happens this year, this summer, and uh, we finally get the 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 grand finale. Um, in other news, Billy Joe has 
has obviously got a fight with Canelo coming up. And uh, he's started his mind games. You know, he's gone on, he's taken to Instagram. He's saying that he's training in, in India. He's saying he's going to turn up out of shape. He's just going for a payday. Um, he's, he's, he did something outrageous on Twitter where he, uh, he said he had ripped his scrotum. Uh, which is, it's, it's, it's typical Billy Joe, if you know what you're looking at. These mind games, I kind of expected them, did you? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's Billy Joe Saunders. I mean, that, it, it, you're not going to get a, 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 anything involving Billy Joe Saunders in boxing without getting some of this. I don't really think that Canelo is going to worry about that too much, though. I think it's going to come down to both these guys, both these world-class boxers, uh, getting in there and settling it on fight night. You know, uh, Canelo's pretty much all business when it comes to uh you know these kind of fights this kind of this kind of uh atmosphere uh that he knows this fight will bring i don't i don't i don't you know the mind games may make it promotable may make it fun it may get people talking but i think uh somebody like canelo you know he's he's seen all this already he's he's gonna go in there business as usual uh to be fair canelo if i remember rightly his english isn't very good anyway so he probably doesn't have a clue <laughs> What Billy Joe is talking about. I, he's not going to care at all. I think his English. I think. I, I think his English is better than people think. I mean, it was. It was pretty good when he was throwing out the Jake Paul troll out of the ring. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. In the post fight interview, you know, his English got pretty good in that moment. <laughs> all right, upcoming fights. Um, this weekend we're seeing the big boys. We're we're seeing some cruiserweights in. Um, we have got Akoli versus Glowacki, which is a huge fight. I've been actually waiting for this fight for a long time because it's going to show me a lot about who Lawrence Okoli is. I feel like um he's he I wouldn't say he's he's rushed through through uh through the ranks, but he obviously stayed at domestic level for a little bit and kind of skipped straight up and he's gone straight into world level against Glowacki, who is he is no slouch. That is somebody that can box, he can fight. Do you think they've timed us right? I think the timing is right. You know, uh Golaki is uh probably in a little bit past you know the his his best best time, um, and also Coley going from domestic level to world level. I don't think it's as. I mean, I'd say it's a jump, but I don't I don't think it's it's too far fetched to say that even English level at this point is still pretty high level. It's still world international level. You know, if you if you just box at English level, the level of boxing in England is is strong enough to where you say, you know, you can go from English level to a championship level. You know, so so we'll see. Um, obviously, it's a it's a it is a step up. Okoli has looked good um, in his uh, in his maturing phase, um, and he really he's got an amazing story. I mean, I, I saw the I saw the picture that Eddie Hearn posted on Instagram the other day of, of Okoli with was it like the employee of the month picture on at McDonald's. I mean, I've heard the story about he went from McDonald's, saw AJ winning the Olympics, and said, "I'm gonna box." Yes, it's one thing when you hear him say it; it's it it feels amazing to hear. It, but then you always think like, "Ah, maybe there's a little more to it." No, 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 no. This guy was at McDonald's. I saw the picture. <laughs> go to go to Eddie Hearn and er, Eddie Hearn his uh his IG page. He he's posted yeah. a, a call these uh McDonald's picture right there. He, the guy, the man really went from McDonald's to boxing to the uh uh with uh, the Olympics yep. as well. Was it called the yep. Olympics? Olympics, and now he's about to go fight uh in a, in a major major championship fight. Predictions? Are you gonna go over Nicole win? Um, you know what, Nicole keeps. Keeps beating the odds. Not an easy fight, but you know what? Maybe I'm going with my heart a little bit, but I, I think Lovaki's a little bit passed in, and I think Okoli's has shown 
not just the skill set to be able to do this, but also a hunger and tenacity. You don't just go from McDonald's to to this level yeah. with just the fact that you know how to it's do this. There's a big risk more. There's more to yeah. it. There's 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 something mentally inside you that is more than the average person. You know, to to do that. You know, to be able to just do that. Um, and so for me, I I I, I can't. I can't doubt him. I, I can't. I can't go against him. Uh, it's it's a tough one for me because I look at uh at Coley and stylistically, he, he doesn't look particularly impressive. I know he's super duper effective, a bit a big risk taker because you don't just go from McDonald's to the Olympics. He he's obviously he has no mental block at all and believes that he can beat absolutely everyone. Um, I like Glowacki. I always have. I, I've liked his style. I think he, he can do a bit of both. You want to have a fight, he can have a fight. You want to have a, a, a bit of a boxing match, he can do that as well. Akoli's size is the one thing that's making me think that he, Glowacki's going to make it, going to be quite difficult to get that big overhand left from the back of the room to land on a chin. But you just, you just don't know. I'm going to go over split decision and I'm probably not even going to make a decision. I just think it's going to be a split decision <laughs> That's what I'm going with. A split decision. I don't know which way it's going to go, um, but I think it's going to be really, really close. I, I, I'm not sure if I can see a Coley getting Glowacki out of there. I think this will go the distance. A Coley can hit, I though, man. A Coley's a strong cruiserweight. He's a big cruiserweight, and he's awkward. So his awkwardness makes him effective to land cleaner than he should. You know, he doesn't look pretty. He doesn't look pretty when he's in there all the time, but that awkwardness also makes gives him an effectiveness to be accurate at times with that big power yep. you know um i don't know bro i i, I, I can see the fight ending in a stoppage i can see the fight all right ending. i'm gonna do you know what just because i feel like i should go opposite to you it makes it makes it more interesting <laughs> for the polls i am gonna go mm. with a glowacki split decision i want an extra point guys if i get that split decision right um i'm gonna go and i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with a, a, a really good fight, so everybody at home better not miss a fight, a really good fight, and a close fight, but Okoli stops him late. That's what I'm Ooh, going. all right. I'm going. Uh, also, Guys might even be getting up off the canvas for this one. Guys might be getting yeah, up off true. the canvas. It's true. Um, the thing is, we haven't seen Okoli hurt before. I, I can't really remember him having to, to struggle at any point, which is good, but when you haven't had a gut check going into a world championship fight, do you want to get it in the fight? Who knows? I don't know. Also on that same bill, uh, we have Chris Billum Smith against my friend Dion Juma, who's come a long, long way since trying to fight me during ring walks. Um, it is another tantalizing fight. Um, I don't know. I, I look at this and, and obviously I know Dion's talent. I know uh, how tricky he is. I can I can't see past a Dion Juma win. I'm not sure if you know much about the two Paulie, um, but they they fought. See, you amateurs. definitely know you definitely you definitely know more than yeah. me if you fight if you fight with them on the ring wall. <laughs> Put it this way, um, Dion Juma. I'm trying to let me work out who he's like. He's a he's a tricky southpaw, but he can punch. Um, they they have a, a, a amateur kind of uh, rivalry, um, and you know Dion's Dion's take would would be that. Chris Billum has always ran from him since the amateur days. And the, the reason they're fighting is, is obviously because uh, Reactpour relinquished the, um, the the British title. Chris Billum-Smith, on the other hand, 
is a top top fighter. I saw him fight against Riyadpour. That was a very very close fight. Um, he's he, he's he's uh, I think that might be his only loss as well. Very good, very tidy fighter. He's with the McGuigan gym. Um, straight so the the same camp as Akoli. Good sparring. He's a good fighter. You know, I can't you can't take anything away from him at all. Very very good fighter. I just look at it and sometimes I think um, ego in boxing is a huge thing and and. I just feel like Dion won't allow himself to lose this fight. Forget friendship out of this because the guy did try to fight me. But it's uh, it's I, I'm gonna go with a Dion Juma win. Uh, I'm not gonna go with a stoppage because I do think Chris Billum Smith is is tough enough to stick around. But I'm going for a a, a Dion Juma win. Did did Riyapour stop Billum Smith or not? No, he came close on a couple of occasions. That was a close fight. I might have seen this fight It was a good fight I think it was on I think it was on the Dillian White Oscar Rivas undercard So I watched yeah. it Yeah, I watched it I, Good I fight, it keeps yeah. his shape very well, quite tidy um, A higher knockout percentage Than people seem to give him credit for as well So he can definitely definitely punch a bit But I'm, I, I look at Um the two fighters and I, this is a fight that's going to gel very very well I just expect Dion to be able to put his foot down a bit more and really take it to to, to, to Billum Smith you may as well just give a prediction just for uh, just, just for just because I mean I, 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 I don't want to go against you on this one you know you're, if, if, if you got if you've got the the inside scoop to the point where you argue with this guy on the way to the ring I've I've seen Billum Smith against Riyadpour. I remember I think it was like Riyadpour's step up fight. Yeah, like, yeah, it was because Riyadpour came and it, it, it a little bit inexperienced and he and he, and he got the yeah. win. Uh, but I don't know about I don't know anything about your boy, Dan. You're gonna know, have to I trust don't, me. I don't know enough about. You're just gonna him. have to <laughs> trust me. <laughs> I might. All right. You know what? I'm gonna go the opposite way just to just so we have a a bit of yeah, controversy. Got it. Let's go. All right. Let's go. Uh, in the, and and also what's what's worth mentioning is that that is the cruiserweight division. I'm taking it. Whoever wins the fight at some point is going to have Mikel Lawal knocking at the door. Boxers obviously got their cruiserweight in the mix as well. I have it. Um, I have it that Dion says he wins and he will fight Mikel. Nice fight. Very good fight. Um, also, we have Babitiev against I think it's Dienes. I don't. I'm sorry if I butchered your name, but I'm. I'm sure. Um, and I'll probably butcher Bebertiev as well because you said it slightly different to me earlier. But, 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 well, well, you got you have the British yeah, accent. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> better be, um, better be. I look at that. That's that. That's coming up as well. And for me, I just look at look at Bebertiev, and he is just too strong. He is looking just monstrous. You know, yeah. I I don't know anyone that would want to fight him. Yeah, and 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 Bianas is a is his own brand of tough customer, but. Better be of his uh, he's he's got his fundamentals down set. He's not the most flashy guy. He's got his fundamentals down set, but man, he's got man, is he heavy handed? He's got scary heavy yeah. hands, you know. Um, I thought um, I thought the the was it Callum Johnson that dropped him? Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, I thought I thought Callum Johnson had the right approach. Yeah. You gotta fight him like a kamikaze. You can't just try to box him because he will catch up yeah. to you. He knows how to cut the ring off very very well. His fundamentals, even his footwork. It's not the fastest feet, but he knows how to close the gap on you very, very well. Uh, uh, great hand positioning. He's going to get to you. And um, anything he touches, it hurts. So you might as well. I, I usually, obviously, I'm not the guy who would 
tell anybody to fight like this. But I think in this particular situation, to fight better be you've got you're not going to last twelve rounds. He's going to get to you if you try to uh, do a fancy job on him. Like Vostik, I was at the Alexander Vostik fight. Vostik, you know, maybe had a little bit more wrinkles than his boxing. You know, he was doing well early on, but. In the end, Bitterbeev gets to you because he, he just knows how to get to yeah. you. He, there's too much time in there. He, he's, eventually, in 12 rounds, he will get to you. And he doesn't have to get to you for very long to get you out of there. When he starts getting to you, usually the fight's going to end. Yeah. So make it short and sweet. And and, and, and really, the, the approach is the Callum Johnson approach. I mean, Callum Johnson would dropped him with a good mm -hmm. shot. And I remember. And sure, Johnson got knocked out. But you know what? You let him know you were in there. Exactly. You let him know you were in there. Exactly. <laughs> you, I'm guessing. And you might, maybe. You, and also, Johnson proved that he can be yeah. hurt. You can drop him of like course. that. Maybe you get him out of there, you know? I'm guessing we're going to both agree so. on that one and go with a Bebetiev win. Yeah. yeah, better be it for me. Yeah, stoppage. Right, we're going to get into a Paulie Q&A, which is some questions that have been asked to him from Instagram. Um, so, Paulie, who taught you the most in your career, either in the ring or outside of the ring? Ooh. You know, it's funny because I, I, I take something out of everybody I've trained with. Um, I, I, I feel like the fighter I became um, and, the, and the, the person I was uh, as a boxer, uh, I can't give it to any one particular trainer. There are, there are some trainers that I learned more from than others. I'm not going to lie to you. But every single trainer, there was something that I took with me. And I can specifically know what things I took with me from each mm -hmm. trainer. It's funny because um, I know exactly like when, when we have, I parted ways with a certain trainer, I know exactly what I wanted to keep from that trainer that I hadn't known before I got to that trainer, you know? So, so I feel like every trainer I've had, I've, I've taken something from them, some more than others. I'm not going to say which ones are more than others at this moment, but I probably, my biggest inspiration, a person that, that, that taught me how to be was probably my grandfather because um, I was a person that didn't have a lot of discipline. Um, I got kicked out of my mom's house and my, 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 my grandfather is my mom's father. And, um, you know, he took me in, my grandparents took me in and I didn't want to listen to them either. You know, I was still cutting out of school and I was starting to get, I, I got expelled from school. But one thing I noticed that one thing I noticed that I can tell you now, young people are affected more by example than what they're told. Lead by example and you'll, you'll affect the young person better. And, and one thing I, I started to understand about my grandfather, every single day, no matter rain, shine, whether he was in a good mood, bad mood, whether he's got any sleep the night before, up every single morning at the crack of dawn getting ready for work. You know, because I've got young grandparents. Um, so my grandfather was still working when I, when I was a teenager. Um, um, every single day, no matter what, no matter how he felt, uh, he was on the ball. And, and I remember living with my grandparents. I had to live on the, I had to sleep on the couch. I didn't have my own room because, you know, I got kicked out of my mom's house. I didn't have a room for me. So I had to sleep on the couch. And he had to pass the living room to get to the kitchen and get ready, uh, get his, get ready for his breakfast and go to work. So every day, I he'd wake me up on his way to the kitchen, already ready for work. And, and eventually, it started to dawn a deal. This guy is like, he's on it. You know what I mean? Like it, it just subliminally started to affect me. And that approach is, it stayed with me when I started boxing and I started to understand it a bit more. So as far as the most effect somebody had on me, it's probably my grandfather. Um, even though it wasn't from a technical perspective, from the psycho psychology of it, uh, that psychological approach had to be something that I learned if I ever was going to be a successful boxer. And I'm glad I learned it just by watching. Amazing. Um, this qu this question is slightly more superficial. Is Logan Paul too big for Floyd Mayweather? Um, I mean, he's bigger than Mayweather. I wouldn't say he's too big because I think the, 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 the skill size... Um, 
make kind of makes up for it. You've gotta you've gotta make up for it with something. Okay, you're gonna say, okay, Floyd's older, but he's not that old enough to where the age is gonna matter that much to where Logan is gonna beat him just on the fact that he's older. It's not like it's not like you're fighting, you know, Riddick Bow, who's really a lot older, and, and you just like you know you're fighting Floyd Mayweather, who just retired not that long ago, and it's clearly still in good shape and can still he's clearly still maneuver. So, um. You gotta. You need more than just the age difference. You kind of probably need the size difference as well in order to make it intriguing for some people. I still don't think it's enough anyway. But, but I, 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 I nonetheless, I don't. I don't think he's too big for Mayweather. I, uh, I think Mayweather would probably beat Logan Paul, but, um, giving Logan Paul the age advantage and the size advantage makes it a sellable fight, I guess. Yeah, I, I think Mayweather batters him. To be fair, it's about time same, maybe same, we've same battered someone. S- same <laughs> with me. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't somebody since the, the the Japanese guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's due. He's due. What is your favorite boxer fight? My favorite boxer yeah. fight out of all the tournaments. Um, there was um, I'm not gonna remember the names now. There was a, there was a, was it um, the guy that lost the final to Shakan Pitters. Okay, I don't know that uh, name, but I think I know the, who you're talking the, about. I'm his, sure his name's about earlier, to pop up. earlier in the tour, earlier in the tournament, he had some some kind of rock, rock him, sock him type of fight. I don't know if they remember the names, but I remember, I remember the guy got into the got to the finals with Shakan. I remember thinking it's not gonna go well because he's already worn out. <laughs> <laughs> he's already worn out, and uh, sure enough, uh, he was. Um, all right, on this day or in this week, whatever it is. Um, we have, in 1943, this very week, Jake LaMotta finally defeats Jimmy Reeves, his long rival, third time lucky. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jimmy Reeves. <laughs> That's awesome. Is that, is that, is that, is that always fighting in the, in the opening scene of, of, uh, of uh, Rage and I Bulls? think it is. Is that, is it, that when he loses, when Jimmy Reeves finishes on his well, back? Well, even just, just, the just in the law of averages. He fought Jimmy Reeves so many times. Yeah. <laughs> it probably is. From <laughs> uh. my robot right. <laughs> all right. And that is all we have for today. Remember to like, comment, subscribe. Send us questions. Tell us what we're missing. All of that. And as always, stay locked to Box Off for the best and most unfiltered boxing news. Yes, people. I am Savage Dan. I'm Holly Malinaji. You are watching Mouthpiece, the official boxer podcast. We are two of the most knowledgeable, two of the most charismatic, biggest personality guys in boxing. And we are two of the coolest cats talking about this today. <laughs> <laughs>